Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Guys, I had so much fun interviewing Sam. She has this electric energy terror and she's just so much fun to talk to. I loved hearing her story. We talk about how she started her career in real estate, how she's been to over 50 countries, her incredible retreat in Morocco, how she started coaching, and like the cutest how we met story I've ever heard. So let's get started. Okay, awesome. So thank you so much, Sam, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story, any career changes you've had. How did you get to the place you're at right now? Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I am so happy to be here. And as soon as I saw your podcast title, I'm just like, oh, yeah, my 20s. (laughs) I could talk a lot about them. Um, So when I first started my career, per se, I actually, my background was in real estate. So when I was young, I was 22 years old. I got into real estate. It was a family business. And I immediately did really well. Like I jumped into it. I've always been in sales. I've always loved helping people navigate through transitions. And for me, it came very naturally. So from like, I was very, very lucky because I do feel a lot of people, especially in those early 20 years, you're finally done like education, you're out into the real world, but then you're like, am I doing what I really want to do? And there's a lot, there can be a lot of confusion at that period as well. Um, I jumped into something that felt very aligned, felt very good. So I took off with that, built up my career. But when I was about 27 years old, I was driving between appointments one day and I had this little voice within me that whispered, like came out of nowhere. Like, you know, when your intuition talks to you and you're just like, what the heck was that? But you know, it's coming from a place of truth. And this little voice said, life isn't fun. And life's supposed to be fun. You're 27 years old. Is this how you want to live the rest of your life? And as I was driving there and had this voice like whisper to me, I was just like, what? But when I thought about it, my answer was a clear no. At that point, I was living the white picket fence life. 
five years into my real estate career, like making well over six figures, had a five-year relationship, white picket fence house, like legit, my house had like this, like it was like everything that you, society would want you to have, I had achieved, but yet there was something inside of me that was like, but life's not fun. And what, so what's the point, you know, like if you've got all these things, like, is this what you really want? So long story short, I listened to that voice and that isn't always necessarily easy because often we get those little hints, we get those little messages, we hear them, we kind of lean into them, but then it can be scary to walk away from everything. So then we just like stay in the comfort, comfortable, but I gave myself some space. I realized that I needed to experience more. I was from a small Canadian city. I knew what I knew and it was great, but I had like worked my way to the top really fast. And I just realized that the world could offer so much and I really needed to go experience it. So that looked like taking a break from my boyfriend, you know, creating space, going through a breakup. And during that time, I just realized like, I want to go see the rest of the world. So I proceeded to buy a backpack <laughs> and book a one-way ticket to Thailand. And I'm like, I'm just going to go do this backpacking thing. Cause it's so far out of my comfort zone. It's something that really, really terrified me at the time, but I'm like, I want to just see what adventure and fun lies within this, this path. So I remember um, when I had booked my initial ticket five years ago, um, when I was on the plane from Vancouver going to Hong Kong, the initial leg of my flight, when the wheels took off of the tarmac, I actually just started crying because I was so scared. I was completely alone. I had never been to Asia and I never backpacked. And I didn't even have like anything booked for when I got there. Like I was just like, I'm going to show up and see what like adventure lies here. So as the plane took off, I just had this moment of like freaking out inside of like, what have I done? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Why do I think this is a good idea? The stewardess came over to me. She's like, ma'am, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm, I'm good. So when I landed in Thailand, I didn't really even know where I was going to stay. I landed at the airport. I think I booked a hostel from the airport when I landed. I'm like, okay, this looks good. It's close to the beach. So I ended up getting into a taxi with a few other travelers being like, hey, can I hitch a ride with you? Sure. Drop me off there. And I was just like, so confused with where I am, but finally found the hostel, got shown to my room. Have you ever backpacked before? No. Okay. So shown to my room had no idea what to expect with hostel life, but it was like a dingy-ish, not all hostels are like this. This is just my first, a a dingy-ish hostel with like two bunk beds. And I got assigned like one of the top bunk beds perpendicular to the other bed. And I put my bag up there. I climbed up the top of the bunk bed and I was sitting there. And I remember looking around just thinking, what have I done? Like what? have I done? Why did I ever think that this was a good idea? I don't know anybody here. I don't know what to do. This is like so crazy. I had such a cushy life back home. What was I thinking? And I freaked out for what felt like an eternity before I decided I'm like, I'm just going to go to the beach and sort myself out. So as I was walking down to go to the beach, I ended up walking past a group of travelers. And when you travel, if you're a traveler, you can always sense like when someone's by themselves, you're like, and everyone's just so open-minded. So this group of travelers were just like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. And they're just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, want to come with us and watch? Like, we're going to go watch the sunset. And I'm like, sure. Like, do you have plans? I'm like, no, I, I 
don't know anybody. I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, come with us. You're going to love it. And the rest was history. So it was just like that initial moment of discomfort of like flying, taking off, being there, having a moment of freaking out. And then I made friends. I ended up you know, becoming really, really close with one of the girls we were with. We traveled all over Thailand, went scuba diving in Koh Phi Phi, where they filmed The Beach, Leonardo DiCaprio, that movie. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Oh, it's like <laughs> iconic. It's iconic backpacker movie. So went there, scuba diving, went to the full moon party in Thailand and just like ended up having the time of my life. So that initial trip ended up leading into, because when you travel, like one trip leads into the next and to the next and to the next. And since that moment, I've traveled to over 50 countries all over the world. And a lot of them by myself as a solo female traveler, just sort of like on the adventure of like one thing rolling to the next and meeting this person and going there and living so free. Life has become so fun since then. And when I look back, I am just so grateful that I had the courage to listen to that little voice that was whispering to me, like, there's more, go see, go have fun. Like, don't be, don't be afraid to leave the comfortable situation that you have, because you need to leave that in order to actually like be able to open your up, yourself up to something new and something fresh. So that was like uh, how I got into traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, and traveling, especially for women, like it's just something that gives you so much confidence. Like for me, when I think back to that girl in Thailand, scared, you know, like about being in a hospital and not being sure what to do. It's like right now, honest to God, you could book me a ticket anywhere in the world, you know, permitting that it's not like a war, war, war zone place, but like anywhere in the world, as long as I have a little bit of money in my passport, I don't even need a cell phone. Like I know I will be fine. It's like, I'm so much more confident, so much more open for the unknown, so much more open for adventure. I, um, I know that I am, um, resourceful that like, literally I could have, like, I could even not even have any money. And I know I have the courage within me to be able to make friends, figure it out, find out this thing. And it's just you, you build so much, um, you build so much through that type of experience of like just immersing yourself, just jumping into something new. And I mean, this is something you could relate to because like podcasting for you, you started mm. during this quarantine and yeah. you just immersed yourself in it. And by jumping in with two feet, there's like all of a sudden, you're just like, you have to learn how to swim. Like you're going to grow so much in it because you're not one foot in one foot out. You're all in. And that really is the experience of traveling. It's like just jumping in all in to a new country, a new culture, a new environment, different languages, different foods, different clothing. And it's, it's really, really, really fun to figure out. And what made you decide to go to Thailand first? There's something about Southeast Asia. I think like everyone talks about it. Any backpacker or travelers just like, oh, you got to go to Southeast Asia. It's, it's like paradise. It's super, super affordable. Like you actually save money when you go there. It's crazy. Like you could live like a queen literally on $10 a day. And so like when people think that, like, you know, they think that traveling is so expensive, but there's so many countries around the world where it's like your dollar gets stretched so far. So I think, I think, Southeast, Southeast Asia, Thailand, Indonesia, Bali, Vietnam, like those countries are a really good place to land. Like if you just want to jump into traveling, you've never gone anywhere before because it's going to be exotic. It's, it's going to be beautiful beaches. There's going to be fun travelers from all over the world there. Um, the economies are really built up 
with the systems in place for travelers too. It's not like you're going to go to a country that's super remote and you've got to like really like it's, it's you're really supported there. So yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that that's sort of where I landed for the, that first trip. Is there any places you haven't been to that are on your list? Right now, I would say South Africa. I would love to go to South Africa. I would love to go to Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea is like a really random one. Um, I almost went there on one of my trips. Um, at one point, I was actually traveling with uh, um, YouTubers, like influencers. And we were influencers before influencers were really a thing. So back in, okay, so I went on that initial trip on my own. And then I ended up meeting a boy. <laughs> we ended up dating and he was actually a travel influencer. And they were basically traveling to every single country in the world and filming their experience. So I had met them after, well, between their Asia portions. And then, so I did my solo trip. I came back to Canada and then I went back to Asia with him. So we did Asia and Australia together and we were actually going to go up to Papua New Guinea, which is a very remote place. Um, they say you don't really want to go around Papua New Guinea on your own because it can be very dangerous. Um, they have like tribal, like a lot of tribal people and you'll go on tours with like people who know what tribes they can take you to because there is also cannibalism there, which is really crazy. And so, um, we were going to go and do that, but then we didn't really have the necessary support and people in place. And then we're like, okay, probably not the smartest place to go just on your own and figure it out. Right. So you make your judgment. Um, another place I would really want to go is. Oh, all the South Pacific, all of those islands, like Fiji. Oh, Fiji would be amazing. Bora Bora, um, even Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So all in the South Pacific, I've never been to any of those places. And I would love to just like go bask in a beautiful island and just get that, you know, tropical life. And do you have any tips for solo traveling? Definitely. The hardest part is booking your ticket. So if you have got, I mean, right now it's a bit different because there's the whole coronavirus thing, but let's just put Corona aside, pretend like borders are open and it'd be easy to travel. The hardest part about going is booking the ticket to go. So it's like almost like you just have to book your ticket. You just got to commit. And once you do, the universe will support you in like lining everything else up. So people like often have excuses of like, I don't know, it's gonna to be too expensive, or I'm not gonna have the time off, or I'm not gonna be able to do this. And literally, if you just make the decision, and this goes with everything in life, so this is pertaining to all aspects of life, make your decision 100%, and then all the other doors are gonna open. So when you're 99% and you really, really wanna do something, but there's that 1% holding you back, you're gonna be held back by just 1%. It doesn't make sense. So just cut it off, go 100% in and let your life unfold that way. And when you do, life is just like such an adventure and it's so much fun. And it might not always seem like it works out in the moment, but it always works out in the bigger picture. And it's often like those like moments where you feel like everything's super chaotic and crazy. And like the moment I had where I'm like, what did I, what have I done? Why did I think this is a good idea? Oh my God, I'm freaking out. And then all of a sudden looking back, I'm just like, holy shit, thank you so much. Like I'm so proud of that 27 year old version of me for like having the guts and the gusto to be like, screw it, I'm going, you know? And I've really like lived with that momentum since. So I think just like in life, 
book the ticket and go in life. You know, if you're not feeling your job, quit the job and do the thing you want to do. If you're not feeling relationships, just end it and go like whatever you want to do, just go for it because you've got this one life. So yeah, that would be my, my biggest tip with traveling. And then also one other tip, you're never really alone. So I really encourage women specifically to have the solo travel experience because you will grow so much through that journey. And the beautiful part is even though you are going alone, you're never really alone. Like, you know, you're going to make friends all over the world. There are always kind people everywhere you go. People are there to help you out. And when you, when you don't rely on someone else, like you just go and you're like, I'm just, I'm just going to see where this takes me, then you're open to more flow and you're open to your own magic and you can decide, Hey, like you hear about this party or this thing you want to do or this place you want to go. And it's up to you to make the decision. Like, yeah, that really aligns. I really want to experience that. And you can just go as opposed to like having a friend or having a couple of people to check into and making a group decision, but one person doesn't want to do it. And then you kind of get held back, book your ticket, do it alone. And just like be open to how life is going to unfold. You never know what's going to happen. So, um, that's something my Nana used to always say, say to me, like, you never know what's around the next corner. And again, I think this is really true for life. You never know what's around the next corner. So have a smell on your face, like be open, you know, when you're traveling, I feel like you, you, it's really new. Like there's a lot of new corners. So it's like, you're always just open to possibility of what can happen, but that could be true even in life. Like it, it's all comes from your mindset and how you choose to perceive things. So just be open to amazing things to happen and amazing things will come. And what was that? So you left, you left your, when you left your job and went to Thailand, did you leave your job forever? Did you come back to that job? How did that transition look like? So like I explained, I was like a successful realtor and real estate the way it's not like a nine to five. It's more like a 24 seven job. Like you work all the time, but on your own hours and it's all commission based, you know, like it's, you are your own boss in a way. So when I initially took that trip off, um, prior to that, I was a workaholic and I felt super guilty for taking any time off. Like I'd be on the beach closing deals and doing, you know, like really like stressed out about work and, you know, always thinking about in the back of my mind where, whereas on this trip, I was like, I'm leaving it. So for three months I took off, I left it. I left my business to another agent. And when I got back, everything was fine. I was able to get back into real estate. Clients were still there. I actually did better than I did when I was working full time because I was living in more alignment and I had more passion and more zest to bring to my daily, like daily life that the people around me really felt that. And like, you know, energy doesn't lie. There's the energy with everything. And if you are living in a place, if you're living from a place that's really lit up and passionate and excited about life, like from a genuine spot, that just like goes all around you and people can feel that and they're drawn to that and they want to work with you. And so my numbers actually kept going up. So I came back home, I worked for two months and then that's when I met you know, my now ex-boyfriend, but we dated for two years back then. And he's like, I want you to come back to Asia, like come travel with me. And and I was just like, yes, like I'm such like, I I caught a case of the travel bug. (laughs) Obviously if I traveled to 50 countries, but at that point I was just like, yeah, definitely. So we came back, worked, organized what I needed to do. And then I'm like, see ya, I'm taking off. I'm going back to Asia. So then on that second trip, we went to 
um, Burma, Myanmar, Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, Singapore, Malaysia, Brunei, the Philippines, Indonesia, and Australia. So we did a really big leg. I think we traveled for four months altogether. Um, and then, and then I would come back home and then I would work. But when I worked, I was even like, even in more flow and more alignment that more deals came in and I was completely crushing it. So for about four years, five years, I was balancing the back and forth between coming back home, doing my thing and then going, you know, whatever my intuition guided me to do, I would just like book a ticket and go. And uh, on average, I would say I was traveling about seven months of the year and in town working for five. So I had this really, really cool sweet spot where I was like living that like, I guess, Instagrammable life, but like I was actually living it. I wasn't even like an influencer or working. Like I was actually just living in this place where everyone around me was like, how are you doing this? <laughs> like, I, I love following you. You're all over the world, but how? And it's because I was so aligned with my heart and doing so much inner work that the it reflected in my outer world. And when did you decide to start coaching? So the coaching piece came in um, about two years ago. Like when I realized um, the coaching piece came out actually after my podcast. So throughout my traveling journey, I learned so much about different mindset, mindsets, different perspectives, you know, did a lot of personal inner work just through experiencing these different places, things, people, conversations, like my whole mind had completely opened up facing fears. Um, I approached my traveling with a yes mentality. And I told myself like, this is the youngest you're going to be for the rest of your life. So screw it just show up, say yes to everything. Even if it terrifies you, just do the damn thing. And that in itself was such a huge lesson because there's so many moments where like in normal life, I would never go and do that. But I actually gave myself permission and actually pushed myself to be like, you're going to do it anyways. So like that included, you know, skydiving while Skyping our parents. We actually did this really cool prank because I said we were, I was traveling with these influencers and we all Skyped our parents like randomly from, I Skyped my aunt randomly from like 14,000 feet up in the air. And she's like, Samantha, like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, Antonina, I'm so sorry to do this to you now. But, and I threw myself over to plane. So there she is watching me fall skydiving, had no clue. And she's like freaking out. Right. And we recorded the reactions. It's really funny to like scuba diving with sharks to renting a motor motorbike in Vietnam and driving down the coast. So I did a bunch of like really crazy things. And that really helped me with my personal growth as well. Like just to say yes to things and grow. So whenever I would come back home to Thunder Bay, my hometown, which I love, uh, I would just notice like the mindset of the people around me. Like, you know, like I just had developed such a more broad perspective and I would hear when, when people would be talking to me about their lives, I would hear crystal clear all of their excuses as to how amazing that is that I'm doing it, but all of the reasons why they couldn't. And for me, looking at their perspective, I could like in a like second be like, come up with solutions for them for like, oh, but I can't because I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I don't have like all of the I can't because. And, and I just like really, really realized the difference in mindset that I had acquired versus like majority of the people that were around me. So I had a variety of people be like, reach out to me and say, Hey, I really want to do this, but I don't know how can you help me? So the coaching piece really came naturally. People were gravitating towards me and say, 
I want to do what you're doing, but I have no idea how. And I would always look at them and say, it all starts in your mind. What parameters, what barriers, what limiting beliefs are you putting on yourself that are holding you back? And then I would go through and I'd help them work through those barriers and beliefs. And then they had these massive transformations in whatever it is they're doing. So like, whether, like I said, it's quitting their job, starting something new, going traveling, you know, calling in a relationship. Like there's so many different areas that would flourish, but, um, the podcast that I have that actually kind of started up before I was into coaching. And one day about two years ago, when I was back in Thunder Bay showing a house, like back in my work environment, the seller of this property and I just started talking and she looked at me about five minutes into our conversation. And she just said, the way you look at the world is so fascinating. You need to start a podcast. And as soon as those words came out of her mouth, it resonated on such a deep level and it completely lit me up. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. I think I do. And, uh, Funny enough, at the time, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I literally went home, Googled, number one, what is a podcast? And then question number two, how do I start a podcast? Because I, I hadn't listened to them before, but I just felt really called to start it as soon as she said it. I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but it feels really good. So I'm going to go and do that. And then that led to, you know, me putting it out there, like sharing a lot of my perspectives and, and opinions and views about mindset work and whatnot. So that actually drew a lot of clients to me as well. So the podcast is called Hello Beautiful, B, but it's spelled B-E-Y-O-U. And the concept is to be your beautiful self, like peel back the stuff that doesn't serve you, show up for yourself. You've got your one life, like make it whatever you want it to be. Life is art. You are your masterpiece. Like just because you've done something for, you know, so many years up to the point that you are, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do them moving forward. You can constantly reinvent yourself and try things, try something new and, you know, put yourself out there in different ways. Life is meant to be like expression, right? So yeah, it's been super fun. And was it hard for you to give, did you, are you still doing real estate right now? So it's so funny that, (laughs) actually so funny that you're asking me this right now, because I'm literally, I think like in the next couple of days, I'm at like the crossroads of letting go of my, not letting go of my real estate license, but parking it. Because like that said, it doesn't really make sense to have so many tabs open in my brain. Like for me, it really was a transition. Like my real estate was the thing that gave me the confidence and got me on my feet and let me use my skills and learn all that. Then from there, I got into the travel thing. So then the tried to the travel thing and I kind of had travel and real estate for five years. But then from there, the mindset coaching and the podcast and the brand kind of came up. So with that, you have to almost like let go of the things that got you to that point. And for me, that includes letting go of real estate. So I think I'll always be passionate about real real estate. I'll always like kind of have a foot in it. But that said, like you have to be willing to let go, like create space to do something new. And that's where a lot of people get held up and they get stuck because we want to hold on to things that like really served us at one point, like so tightly, but we can't, we can't create space for new if we're not going to actually let go of the old. So, um, right now, what feels true to me is that I'm probably going to walk away, step away from real estate for a little bit, but I'm never going to fully let it go. And how do you balance doing both of them at the same time? 
like real estate and coaching, coaching. and podcasting and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the things that I'm doing. Um, you know what? It really is a labor of love. So the coaching, the podcast, the real estate, the traveling, I am so genuinely passionate about all of these things that for me, it seems easy. Like it's not like it's, it, it, it's not like it's overwhelming and too much work. I think the key in this is really finding something that you absolutely love to do and then doing that. And they say, like, if you, if you do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And for me, I am working all the time. Like I kind of do work all the time, but I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm always off. And, um, and I really do think that's what your twenties are for. Your twenties are meant for trying new things, exploring, taking risks, you know, just doing the damn thing. Like just booking that ticket and go just like, you know, like take those big leaps of faith as long as it's your heart that's kind of guiding you towards that thing, go do it. You know, you're young, you've got one life, just like, you know, up until you're 18, 19 years old, you're kind of living your parent, you know, most people are kind of living their parents' lives. Like, you know, you're living in the city, going to school, you're in the system. Like you really don't have the same freedom as you do when you're in your twenties. Your twenties are meant to explore and find out who you are. So I'm grateful looking back at my journey, I am so grateful that I did that because I know I'm in alignment now. And you know, it's, um, for that, it's like, it's, it, it makes balance easy. And tell me about your retreat in Morocco yeah. and how you got the idea behind it and how that came together. So obviously I'm very passionate about traveling. And another thing people would say to me is like, you know, I wish I could go, but I don't know anybody. Like they have the fear of going by themselves. So it was kind of circling, circling, circling in the back of my mind um, about eventually one day hosting a retreat. But um, it was actually last May. I was, so my current boyfriend now, he lives in Los Angeles in Orange County and I live in Thunder Bay. We met two years ago at an event in Toronto. And, and I just want to make a point with that. I think when you meet someone that you're meant to be with, like, even though we lived in different cities, even though, you know, on the outside, it didn't really make sense how we could be together. Like, I think it's so important to follow your heart and just be open to life. Like, listen to your heart. It doesn't all have to all make sense. Just like follow that path. And so my partner and I, we did like the long distance thing. But um, last May, he, I was back in Thunder Bay. He was in LA. And during one of my meditations, because I'm a huge advocate of meditation, like there's a few tools that I can share about later that I'm like are life-changing and I make sure all of my clients you know do these tools because it will actually change your whole reality but meditation is one of them and um, while I was meditating I had this vision of he and I hosting this epic retreat bringing people to the Sahara Desert in Morocco so a little backstory, he is originally from Morocco. He's been in the States for 10 years. So I called him when I got out of the meditation. I'm like, babe, we're going to be hosting this super epic retreat. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm down. That'd be so fun. And I said, and it's going to happen in October. And then he kind of stopped. He's like, uh, you realize that's in three months, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you realize how much work it is to put a retreat? I'm like, whatever, don't worry about it. I saw it in my vision. I saw it. I felt it. It's real. It's happening. And like, you don't have to, you don't have to figure out all the logistic de details. And he's like, uh, okay, like we can try to figure it out, but that's really ambitious. Long story short, 
the next week, we ended up going to this event um, that a company called Mind Valley put on. Mind Valley is a great mindfulness platform. Really, really like love all of their stuff, but they host a couple really epic events um, a couple times a year. And their main event that I genuinely like just love—it's my absolute favorite. It's called A Fest, Awesomeness Fest, short for Awesomeness Fest. So my partner and I were going to Portugal to the South of the Portugal for this A-Fest event, which is essentially like TEDx meets Burning Man. So it's an infused event, like super, super cool, really good learning, but then also like the most epic parties you could ever imagine. Honestly, Google it. It's so good. And while we were there, um, the founder and CEO of the company, Vision, he went on stage after one of the speakers and just said, hey, we're actually wanting to collaborate with you guys on hosting retreats. If anybody has any ideas, like let us know. And my partner's hand went right up. He you know, pulled me up with them and he's like, we're actually going to Morocco right after this to host our first retreat, like to go put the details together for it. If you want, we'd be open to partner with Man Valley and this might work. And long story short, we ended up hosting our very first retreat this past November and we did it with Mind Valley, like one of the biggest mindfulness companies in the world. And it was absolutely incredible. It was pure magic. So we, we, we brought people to Marrakesh for three days um, and we took them through like, honestly, Marrakesh is, have you been to Morocco yet? No, I haven't. I haven't been outside the U.S. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of places to go. You haven't been outside of the U.S. yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, you got to come to Canada too. <laughs> But but Marrakesh really is like Aladdin. Like when you see all like the souks and the markets and the, like, it's just got this like crazy chaos. It's got like sensory overloads. So you'll have like the smells and the sights. It's so colorful. And, you know, the the food is so good. And it's just like really such a like crazy, but extremely charming place. So, and it's got like the best nightlife on the planet. Like you will actually like going through these crazy like markets and all of a sudden there'll be this door and you'll go through this little door, beautiful tiled, you know, area, and you'll walk into like the stunning dinner show restaurant and you'll sit down. And then all of a sudden there'll be these like belly dancers coming out with candelabras, like 12 lit candles on their head. And they're balancing this candelabra on their head and they're dancing around. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, how is this even real life right now? Like it is so authentic. It is so amazing. So, um, so we brought people to Marrakesh and then we took them for an expedition out to the Sahara Desert. So where you ride candle, uh, candles, you ride camels, you know, under the star and have dinner under the stars. And it's just like a really, really, really remarkable experience. What I love about the travel retreats is that by immersing yourself in an environment that is so completely different than the one that your everyday life is, you actually get a lot of breakthroughs. You can look at your life totally different and sort of see it from a completely different perspective than, than, you know, than you normally would. And it really shakes things up. So I find people who, the people who came on my retreats and people who I met traveling, and I know this to be true, traveling really shakes up your environment and shakes you up and just opens up your perspective for what is possible. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, I have this container that I've created to bring People like you who've never left the States to be like, come with me. You're going to be held. You don't have to worry about it. And you're going to come back like a transformed person. I'll I'll include a link because I have a really cool um, video of our last retreat. We got it produced. So I'll also include a link to that for anybody who's curious. Awesome. And how did you and your boyfriend meet? What type of event was it? 
So we were at a uh, personal development event. We're That's what I, I was guessing it was good. <laughs> you know, right? Like, obviously, because I'm all about personal development. And honestly, one thing I say, the best investment you can make is in yourself, period. Never mind anything else. Like, if you can invest in yourself, in your mind, in your perspective, in the way that you're going to live, it's like the return on investment for that is going to pay off for years. So I'm a huge advocate of like reading inspirational books, surrounding yourself with inspirational people, listening to inspirational podcasts, like really just constantly immersing yourself in a continuous learning environment, but learning the right things, like stuff that's going to inspire you and make you feel good. So we were at, have you ever heard of Robin Sharma? Yes. Okay, cool. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari in the 5am Club. So those are his two famous books. Um, We were at a Robin Sharma event and um it was a two-day weekend event in toronto at the ritz carlton so business like robin's like his like target market is like businessy so you know lots of business people there was like you know you dress up whatever like it was a bit more professional and we were at a lunch table and because there's a buffet lunch included so i just sat down i was talking to my people my boyfriend well we didn't know each other at the time but he came and he sat actually directly across from me at that at that same table And the entire 45 minutes that we were there, he said, I didn't even look at him once. Like I was just in conversation. I was like, just like literally, you can obviously see me now. I I talk with my hands. I talk in flow. I'm very immersed in conversations. And I just didn't see him and notice him. And the entire time when he sat down there, he said he's used to, because he's also very charismatic, but he's used to when he says a story or shares something, Like he usually gets like a lot of energy and people are like really engaged with him, but all of the energy from the table was like being pulled completely away from him towards this girl he could see, but he couldn't hear what I was talking about. He could just see my hands wailing around and talking. I'm Italian for anybody who Italian, you know, I I talk with my hands. Um, So the entire lunch, he was just sitting there staring at me, just like waiting for me to see him. And I didn't, he left he went to go to the elevator to like go down, but then he's like, I I need to know who she is. She's like, I don't even care if she's with that guy that she's sitting beside. I need to meet this girl. But then by the time he he turned back around and came to find me, I was already gone. And then we we ended up bumping into each other in the hallway where he got my number and he's like, Oh, Hey, I'm Simon. How's it going? Like, you know, and, and I was just, I'm innocent. Like, I don't ever think like, I'm like, Oh yeah. You know? And he's like, do you want to go for a drink later? There's a group of us going. I'm like, sure. Why not? Cause I'm a real realtor background. I'm just like, here's my number. No worries. Call me. We'll meet up. Like, and I'm not thinking anything of it. Meanwhile, he was just like drawn to me. So then we went for a drink that night and um, then I could kind of tell he started to like me, like just to give a little background. It's a really funny story. I'm like, Oh God, he likes me. So then I was like, Oh great. So at, at the drink, while we were having a drink, he's like, yeah, you know, I write poetry. Maybe I'll read it to you tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. So the next day we go to the second day of this conference and he shows up with his computer and he goes on the first break. He's like, Sam, I have my computer. I want to read you my poetry. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Like I really want to hear it, but maybe later, you know, and I kept on like avoiding him. So like on all of the breaks, anytime I saw him, I was just like, cause I could feel his, he's Moroccan too. He's got this intense energy. I was just like, oh my God, avoid it. So funny enough, I've avoided him the entire day. And at the very end of the day, Robin goes, okay, guys, to end this thing off, I've got some merchandise that I want to give out to you. Who wants it? And everybody, there's a room of about 400 people. Everyone's hands go up. And he goes, you in the back, 
with the uh, in the purple dress. I can feel your effervescent energy from here. And I kind of look around. And I'm like, oh my God, he's calling on me. So I stand up, I run to the front and he's like an idol for me. Like I really love Robin Sharma. I encourage you guys all to look him up, to read The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. It's a fantastic book. But he like gave me the microphone and I was able to have a moment with my idol on stage and just talk about like what I believe in and the importance of doing this inner work and all of that stuff. So he gave me a t-shirt, you know, gave me a hug and I was able to go sit down and there I was on cloud nine. I was just like freaking out inside, like, wow, that was such a cool moment. Then he calls somebody else and then he goes, what about you over there in the back? And all of a sudden I look over just around my shoulder to see who it is. And it's Simon running up. And I was just like, and I see he has his computer and I'm like, oh my God, what, what's he doing? And he goes, Robin, Robin, Robin. So there's a girl here and I want to read her my poetry. And I went from like being on cloud nine to being like, oh my God, is this how it's going to go down? Because I'd been avoiding him all day. And uh, long story short, Robin ended up reading his poetry. I was sitting there mortified, literally covering my face with my hands, just being like, this is either like, this could go really bad. <laughs> like this is really in front of everybody he's talking about, about me. And uh, the poem was beautiful. He got a standing, a standing ovation. It was, um, it showed a softer side to him. It showed like how he believed in energy and love. And it was just like for the intensity that he, I felt from him, it kind of softened it. So after that moment, I was like a little bit less like defense mode and was a bit more open to him. And then long story short, short we're dating. That's so cool. You never know, right? And this is the thing. You just got to be open with life. You don't know where it's going to take you. So yeah, as long as you're open, it's like you're, you're open for the ride. Um, it can be magical. You know, anything is possible. You're like, if you look back and look at your life a year ago or five years ago, think of how much growth you had, like, you know, in a year and in five years from now, you could be doing something totally different. For someone who's just getting into personal development or mindset work, where do you suggest that they start? So if you're just getting into it, um, one thing I think is really important, and this is something I have all of my clients do, um, start being mindful of how situations and people make you feel. So one thing that's really important is like, let's say your phone and your Instagram page. Like, is there anybody who's on your Instagram page who, when you see them, you just kind of feel down, like notice your energy, you know, when you scroll through and there's just some people that you see, or some people just have comments and they just kind of like bring you down a little bit. Don't feel guilty to unfollow those people, you know, like really go through and um, make sure the people that you're following on social media are lifting you up are making you feel good or adding to the positivity. Um, another thing that is really important that I tell, I help all my clients with are affirmations, positive affirmations. So, you know, really having positive things surround you, um, in your environment. So like even on like by your mirror or by your bed, like have a nice quote or something that makes you feel, feel elevated and feel good. Like you want to really start like immersing yourself in things that are going to elevate your energy, not like I said, bring you down. Um, finding inspiring podcasts, you know, like, um, every single week I interview an incredibly inspiring woman 
and she shares all of her personal development hat like different hacks and tricks and tips and those things so just really being aware of how your day-to-day life like how it's making you feel essentially like your how it makes your energy are you feeling good vibes from it or are you feeling down and then not feeling bad with like cutting out the down thing and what is something lighting you up right now something that's lighting me up right now is like honestly life in general like i just feel excited about life i feel that even though there's this pandemic happening there's a lot of things shaking up in the world and that we will collectively as a world come out of this a lot better. Um, I feel excited about everything that we're going through. Cause I just think that there's going to be some really positive changes in it. Um, even though it feels kind of scary and kind of dark and kind of overwhelming. I'm seeing a lot of people question their lives and like, say like, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really making me happy? Like it's given an opportunity for people to slow down and then look at their day to day and think like, is this what I really want to do? And ask those important questions because, you know, prior to this, people were just in the hamster wheel. Like, you know, you're just doing your regular routine and it's sometimes like you don't really have the opportunity to stop and to slow down and like assess it. Whereas this is given a really good pause, which is a perfect time for reflection for, you know, making sure that you're in alignment. And I see a lot of people, a lot of people are messaging me, you know, and just reaching out and saying like, Hey, I've been thinking about this, or I might want to do that. Or, you know, I kind of thought about this and that makes me really, really lit up and happy. People are waking up, you know? Yeah. What is something that most people don't know about you? Something that most people don't know about me. Um, I'm fluent in French. <laughs> I went to French immersion, <laughs> which is really cool um, because when I am in Morocco, I can speak French and I can negotiate in like, because they, they speak French there. So it's always fun doing the nego- negotiating for like sh- rugs and, you know, trinkets and that type of thing in French. So yeah, j'aime parler français. I think it's a sexy language too. And what is the biggest challenge you've overcome? And how did you do it? Hmm. The biggest challenge I've overcome. So I think the biggest challenge I overcame has to do with like the story I shared of like creating the space and trusting myself and just going with it. Um, that wasn't necessarily easy to do at the time. It was really, really scary. And really like everybody around me was telling me like, you're crazy. You're nuts. You're going to get killed. You're going to get kidnapped. You're going to get raped. Why are you going by yourself? Like, so I had so many fears of people around me on the lifestyle, the way I've chosen to live my life for the past five years. And I could have taken people's projections on me and let those projections hold me back. But I, I didn't own them, you know, like it was a really courageous thing where I, um, heard what people said. I took it into an account, but then I listened to my heart. I checked in with myself and I made my own decisions. And I was very clear with people. Cause like when you do something different or when you grow, when you get on your personal development journey, one thing that can be very hard for people is that because you start growing, the people around you can look at you and they can feel the changes and change can be uncomfortable. And 
they don't necessarily want you to change, right? Like, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this weird stuff? Like, you don't need to do that. So not taking ownership of anybody's projections and still doing the thing anyways was probably one of the most challenging things that I've done. But I mean, it's the right thing to do. We all know individually what is best for us. And you can't live based on other people's fears. You might screw up. You might like do something that like in retrospect, like, you know, at the time might be, you might, you know, look back and be like, oh, that was kind of a dumb, like I shouldn't have done that. But you live and you learn, you know, and you're not going to grow if you're not willing to take those risks, risks on yourself. What's something you're manifesting right now? Ooh, what am I manifesting right now? So right now in my, in my visions and in my manifestations, I, I can see a beautiful home in Morocco, a villa. I would love like my bigger vision is to have a villa outside of Marrakesh and host epic retreats there and personal development um, containers at my home there. And I want it to be, I already know what it looks like. It's going to be like Moroccan and Balinese, Bali and Morocco infused decor and be like super, you know, I know what it's going to smell like. Like I can, I can literally see it. So it's a big manifestation. It's a big vision. But the, the thing is, is that you want to think big, like your life is going to match what you're putting out there and the energy that you're putting with that thought. So for me, it's like, I can already see this massive vision of having these epic retreats and owning this beautiful property and like hosting incredible people for life, life transformational, like experiences. Um, but I don't know when or how it's going to happen, you know, but, but I know that it will. Sounds incredible. Yeah. You'll have to come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And let's see, what advice would you give your 20 year old self? My 20 year old self. Okay. So what was she doing? Let me just think. Oh yeah. Okay. So if I was to go back to 20, I was really hung up on my, um, first boyfriend. Like we were still together. It was a relationship where, you know, we were high school sweethearts and then I went away to university or to college. And then, you know, our relationship kind of broke up in that time. But then for three years, it was like the back and forth. I would just like, look at her and be like, honey, end it now. <laughs> like you are going to be so grateful to just end it now. Like if your relationship isn't serving you, just drop it now and do the thing you want to do. Like drop the people that aren't serving you. You know, deep down that like, there's more out there for you and like take a risk. If you want to go start something or go somewhere or do something or message someone, like just do it. Literally you've got nothing to lose um, and everything to gain. So try and drop that boyfriend. <laughs> are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Um, are there any questions that you, no, I think this is great. We got a lot out of this. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really open. If anybody feels called to reach out to me, uh, I'm always open to, you know, send me a message, let me know where you're at. Um, you can tune into my podcast and find it a little bit more there. Or if you are at a point where you're like, I really want to 
I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to level up and you wanted coaching. I actually do have a few one-to-one spots available. So feel free to reach out and um, I'd like to offer your audience a complimentary coaching call for anybody who feels called to step into their higher power and higher power truth. So yeah, that's it. And where can people connect to you with you? What's your Instagram, your website? So my website is samantharoberto.com. So it's R-U-B-E-R-T-O. And you can find out about the coaching. You can find out about the podcast and you can actually see an epic Moroccan, all my Moroccan retreat video there. And even if you're interested in the Moroccan retreat, you can sign up for, I have a, a wait list there for when we're going to do the next one. So make sure to go join that um, because then you'll be the first to know about the early bird prices. And when we do it, trust me, it will change your life. Um, as for Instagram, I mean, you can find me in my personal Instagram, Samantha Roberto, or my podcast, which is at hello, B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L podcast. Hello, beautiful podcast. Um, and don't be shy. Honestly, just reach out. I post a lot of positive stuff on there. So going back to like following positive people, you can expect like fun, inspirational content from me. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have been here. Yeah. I love hearing your story. It sounds epic. Like your retreat sounds so good. Wait till you see the video. Like it's one thing to like, (laughs) but like once you see the video, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I need to do this. And, and honestly, like the first trip is the scariest. And that's why I say just book the ticket. Like your first, the first plane ride is the most terrifying, but like, had I let fear hold me back from that first trip, I would have left, I would have, I would have been left out of a whole lifetime of adventure, of opportunity, of friendships. Like I wouldn't have my podcast today. I wouldn't be coaching. And like, I'm so much happier that I did that. So, you know, if I want to leave your audience with anything, it's just like really tuning into what your heart is saying and having the courage to be able to just say like, screw it, I'm going to do it. Definitely. Yeah. And kudos to you too. Like, I'm really proud Like you've produced 30 something episodes in two months. That is a lot of work and a lot of commitment. So, you know, it's amazing by you doing this too, by you going ahead and just being like, I'm just going to do this. You are actually setting the example for other women and other people to go after the things they want to. So that's actually the most important work. Yeah. I have so much fun doing this. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years, but I've been pushing it off, pushing it off. I was like, Oh, it's too uncomfortable. I'm an introvert. No one's going to say yes to an interview. No one's going to listen to it. You know, like all of them just were like there. And then when I got furloughed, I was like, you know what? It's now or never. <laughs> it's now, so. And and that said, like at the time when everything happened, you know, two months ago, it was like you had a fork in the road. Like, what are you going to do? Because had you not done this, you could have had like the poor me and that mentality, but mm-hmm. you didn't even do that. You're like, okay, I'm springing into action. Let's go. Let's do this. And you know, something else I want like the audience to know that where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Don't feel bad about anything that led you up to this point, but the key is in this moment. So like it's in this moment, taking the initiative to like do the things that you know, deep down you're supposed to do. And that's you starting your podcast. You've known it for years, but you've had all these limiting beliefs, all these things that have been holding you back. And um, now you're in it. You're immersed in it. You're going to learn. It might not always be easy, but it's like, it's, it's fun. And who knows what doors of opportunity are going to open up. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.